0: Hey friends, this is Amy Grigg, and I want to welcome you to This One Thing I Know. Here you will hear stories of
1: authentic followers of Jesus in the messy middle of their life story. Somewhere in there, I bought into the lie that love is conditional, and in order for me to get it, I would either have to earn it, control it, or buy it.
0: They will tell of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's the thing, just like the followers of Jesus that we read about in the Bible, we often
1: have more questions than answers. I was also raised in the legalism of religion. So, you know, the fear of being rejected by God, it it was one of those things where salvation was so insecure. That just distorted my view of everything.
0: The common theme throughout all of our stories is we may not know, but we trust. Regardless of whether we're at the beginning, the end, or the messy middle of life, We as followers of Jesus have at least one thing He has shown us on our journey. This is a place of rest, of trust, and encouragement. As we declare, I may not know all of the answers, but this one thing I know. It's been quite some time since our last podcast. A combination of COVID and grief has had me in a funk. But your request for more stories and knowing that we could all use some encouragement and a reminder that God is still working is what has brought me back into the studio today. Today, I'm interviewing Teresa. Her transparency in this interview will speak to the very heart of every parent on some level. What she thought was loving her son eventually led to enabling his very destructive lifestyle. It led to great sorrow, but eventually it led to a redemption story that is awesome and something only our great God could do. Teresa, I have heard about you for a long time because my mama is one of your biggest prayer warriors. Yes, she is. And so I've gotten to know your story just through little snapshots over the past few years. But today we get to sit and listen to the whole thing, and I am so, so excited. So um, introduce yourself to us. Um, Just tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Okay, so my name is Teresa. I I've lived here in Northwest Arkansas my entire life. So um uh, love the Razorbacks. You know, I work for the yes. University of Arkansas. That's where I met your mother. Yeah. And um so I'm a mama. I'm a grandmama now and with two precious babies. Um, so and I love Jesus. Yes. And And he's seen you through a whole lot. He has seen me through a whole lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So today you're here to tell this story for really in in full length the the first time.
1: Yes. This is my first sharing.
0: Okay. Well, I am so excited to get started. So I want you to just go back to um, just to where you're comfortable starting to share just the story of um, you and your son Joshua.
1: Okay. So I guess the story has to start with that. I have a lot of fear and insecurity, Okay. and um, I've always had it. I don't know where it started. It, it's not a thing that um, you could point to that I can point to one thing and say this is it. This is where where it began. Because I mean, I was raised in a loving family. My my parents loved me. I, I you know there was there was never any doubt okay. in that. And yeah. so so I'm not sure exactly where the insecurity started, the fear started, but somewhere. In there, I bought into the lie that you know love is conditional, and mm. that f- in order for me to get it, I would either have to earn it, control it, or buy it. Wow! And that colors everything mm-hmm. for um, for all of my relationships. Yeah. it colored the relationship with God. It colored my relationship with my um, in, in my marriage with my husband, my ex husband now. And with my son. Wow. And um, so I, I, became a Christian in the ninth grade, right? I, you know, and I, I'd read all of the scriptures mm-hmm. about God's unconditional love. Um, I know that salvation is a gift. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, this, this, these are things that are in my head that I know, right? And um, that for you know that that. He, he's not up there just waiting to pounce and say up oh, you messed up or mm-hmm. that kind of thing but i was also raised in the legalism of religion okay yeah in the church that i attended and so you know the fear of being rejected by god mm. that that was huge for me and um you know, it, it was one of those things where salvation was so insecure, and it yeah. wasn't because he was insecure yeah. in my head. It's because I am, am not perfect, right? Right, and um, so that that just distorted my view everything. of everything. Absolutely, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And so. Um, What happened then is I started, you know, putting my trust in me Mm. and in what I could do instead of in a God who wanted to be my father and just wanted to love me. Yeah, right. So I didn't find a whole lot of freedom in in my religion. Yeah, there's no there's no freedom there. (laughs) Right by any means, it's all about how you're acting. Exactly what you're doing. My works. Yes, I mean to the point that that. If I'm driving down the road and someone cuts me off and mm. I get angry and say a bad word or something, yeah. if I'm immediately in a wreck, I'm going to hell because I couldn't forgive. My, you know, I didn't okay. ask forgiveness. I mean, okay. it was that kind of fear. It's
0: very twisted. Yes. Very, but very much to the core of who you were. Yes, it affected absolutely. every single thing. It
1: affected every single thing. Yeah. And um, so I took that into my marriage. Yeah. Right. And so. I tried to shield myself because I, you know, didn't want to be rejected by my husband, mm. I, I didn't. I, I needed, I needed that love. Okay. And um, so I took that into my marriage, and and in in that sense, I began to control. Okay. The marriage. I began to control myself, my husband, my son. At this time, did
0: you know that you were doing that? Mm-mm, okay. Not at all. So you weren't. A, this is you looking back on. This that. is me looking back in that time. What did you think you were doing?
1: I thought I was making it a safe place for me, for and, and okay. Yeah, for me. What did you
0: think you were doing for them?
1: Honestly, I felt like if i was if I felt safe and secure, I could provide that safety and that security for them, okay. And it's very messed up. I mean, right. I, I get it. It's it's a no, manipulative. No, but when you're in it, which yes. I think so many of us are, yes,
0: it feels right, mm-hmm. and it feels um, like the the right thing to do, the good thing to do, the yeah. noble thing, maybe even. Yeah. Um, That's a good word for to make it. sure that you're managing every single situation so that mm-hmm. you can keep everybody okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, looking back now, it's manipulative, right? right? And it was just, um, it was it was terrible because I. Um, I just knew that if I didn't keep things perfect, mm-hmm. that everything was going to unravel okay. and and come apart to the point that I became the head of the household. okay and i I became um the person that decided what was right for the family. Mm-hmm. I you know all of this. And I knew even then yeah. that's not the role God had called me for. Sure. but I didn't trust him mm. to c- call out the man and my husband that yeah. he wanted to call out, yeah. And so I, you know, I just assumed that role. You think that the the core of that was fear. Mm-hmm. Going back
0: to this. So if you just boil that down to its yeah. basic part, it's fear. Yeah. And that was
1: driving everything. That was driving everything. Okay. Everything. Um, you know, I I, I could not imagine what it would be like to not be married okay. anymore. Yeah. Right. Um and so it was just it, it was that thing that if 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 I have my hands tightly wrapped around, then it mm-hmm. won't go away, right? You know, and what I realize now that I didn't see then is that I was suffocating the mm-hmm. entire relationship. Sure, with with that control, it just was shrouded in, in that control, and so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it was. I, I was praying the whole yeah. time, right? Okay. God bless this marriage. Yeah. God protect this marriage. God call out the man in him that mm-hmm. you want him to be. But do it my way. Mm-hmm. Come alongside me, and and you know, instead of me coming alongside God, I was I was asking Him to come alongside me into sure. it my way. Yeah, and um, and again, it just comes back to the to the thing that I, I didn't think I could trust. Yeah, God. Yeah, right. That letting fear. go was mm-hmm. too scary mm-hmm. to have it out of your hands. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's you're going to see that theme as mm-hmm. I was thinking through this story, and and as I've I've watched the story unfold, you know, and and I can look back on it now and see where the unfolding was. That's the theme: is yeah. that I just there was too much fear to let go and trust God. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's it's it gets real messy. Yeah. When you, yeah. Well, when it happens. will, right? When it, when everything <laughs> right. is in our
0: hands, then it, it absolutely will. Yeah. Um. So still, you're praying. Um. You're still seeing God as a. As what? Yes. Still in that legalism <laughs> mindset of you still. So th- yeah. it was all on your shoulders. It was all on you my shoulders. You had to do it. Okay. Yeah,
1: he was Father. He was Father God. I mean, I understood that Jesus was Savior. Okay. I understood that the Holy Spirit walked with me. I mean, I understood the Trinity. I understood the, yeah. the God head. But that's the thing is I understood mm. them. I didn't experience them oh that makes all the difference it does okay and so um God was you know he was this distant person mm-hmm. that you ask things of okay and maybe you'll get them okay and 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 there's no rhyme or reason for what he answers and what he didn't you know what he doesn't answer okay in that state of mind yeah, for sure right so yeah he was just it was okay god I'm praying this but I don't know if I really believe you're going to do it
0: mm-hmm Right. Just kind of tossing it up to you, and yep. if
1: Putting it, it out happens, there. it is okay. <laughs> but I'm still going to take
0: care of everything here, exactly. So don't worry, I've got it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there, and if you handle it, great. But if you don't, I got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. that's exactly the mindset. And so, in that marriage, um, God blessed me and and my husband with a beautiful baby boy, mm. and I devoted like my. It, it almost became. He, my son almost became a little g god to me for sure because i loved him so much he was everything yeah. to me yeah and um in a particularly low point in the marriage i was home and and i was watching tv and it was there it was a sunday and i had kind of stopped going to church i was just in a really really low point mm-hmm. the marriage was going badly it was it was probably going to end and this uh TV minister and I couldn't tell you now who it was, but he was preaching about um, Abraham and Isaac and how God required Isaac of Abraham. Mm. And I remember thinking in that moment, well, it won't do you any good to require Joshua. I won't surrender. I won't surrender him to you. Okay, he's mine. Just very honest. Very honest. Yeah. And um, that was in january and in february my son was in children's hospital fighting for his life nothing i could do and that's not a punishment from god i don't want that to sound like that at all it was not god saying oh yeah right it was god letting me understand that i'm not in control Mm. and it doesn't matter how tightly i hold on to things yeah i'm not in control yeah and um you know, I, he, thankfully he fully recovered from all of that. But mm-hmm. but it was a it was a turning point yeah. in starting to understand who God is. Okay. And um, the relationship and realizing that that was when I started realizing I've got to start letting go of some things because I can't I can't control what happens.
0: Okay. I want to talk. Let's sit here for a minute because I feel like, whoo, you're stepping on some toes. I mean. Of some mamas, yeah. <laughs> who feel like it's the right thing to do. It is, it is a mama's job, yeah, to be that person, mm-hmm. to 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 be um, so obsessed with your child mm-hmm. that you know them backwards and forwards, up mm-hmm. and down. You know, if a sneeze means this, if a cough yeah. means that, you know that you are you are obsessed with them. Yeah. And in our minds, as moms, and in that love, it feels. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Um, so let's draw the distinction between, like, where you're saying is you were, it was very unhealthy. It was mm-hmm. a very sick place that you were in. Um, and so just maybe a l- speak a little bit to that, to some moms of why it was so dark and why that was so um, damaging, that path.
1: Because the motivation wasn't right. The motivation for loving my son and doing the right things for him and um and the nurturing for him wasn't about drawing him to God and it and honestly it wasn't about him. It mm. was about me. Wow. And it was about me needing this little being to love me because I can make him love me mm. because I'm his mama. Wow. And And if he loves me, then everything else is fine. Yeah. Right. And so, so that it wasn't, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with loving your child. Right. right? Absolutely. And there's absolutely, obviously, we, we, God calls us to that. Yes. But it, to me, it was the motivation of, um, and and yes, I loved him because I, he was my son. I loved yes. him because of that. But there was that little bit of a, that twist that that okay. fear came mm-hmm. in and was like, "What if he doesn't okay love me?" Mm-hmm. Right? And that that gets really um, that gets really shown when when after the divorce, because then it just becomes me and my son, right? Okay. okay. So so at this point, God's
0: trying to get yeah. your attention. You yeah. you are starting to turn a little bit towards him mm-hmm. as far as what how is that changing
1: it's changing because he's starting to show me okay i one i don't have control control is an illusion control (laughs) is an illusion and two you know joshua didn't belong to me okay i god in his grace and his mercy and his love loaned him to me yeah to love right and to experience, I think, in that moment, the kind of love that God had for me
0: okay. that I didn't
1: that I didn't understand. Sure. And because I I loved Joshua unconditionally, mm-hmm. but I didn't show him that. Okay. And and so after the divorce, you know, obviously there's a custody mm-hmm. you know situation and all of that. But um, so I got custody of our son. And how old was he at the time? He was. He was eight okay. at the time, and very. I mean, you know, in a divorce, people can say I'm a victim, or you know, this is a victim, or whatever. Yeah. The only victim in that divorce was Joshua. Okay. Yeah you know, he was he was the one that suffered mm-hmm. from um, from my control, from other things. You know, th- there sure, were things, but sure. it was a messy. It was messy, and um, and the only victim in that was was my son. Mm. And so, um, but in all of that. The fear yeah. in that moment became what if he what if he wants his dad more than me? Okay. And I didn't not want him to have a relationship with his dad. Yeah. That, you know, because his dad and I couldn't make a make a marriage work or whatever, did not Im- have any bearing on his dad's sure. his relationship with his dad. Right. But I didn't want him to want his dad more than me mm-hmm. or instead of me. Mm-hmm. And so um, whereas the marriage and the the relationship with my husband was based on control
0: mm-hmm.
1: that had shifted so now i know i don't have control right but I can buy it. Okay, and so that's what I did with with my son. And it, I mean, it started out innocently enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want to be in Boy Scouts? Great, let's do Boy Scouts, and I'll pay for all of that. Okay. You want to be in band? Awesome. What instrument? Let's go get you an instrument. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to switch your instrument? Mm, okay. Well, that's money's tight, but well, let's do that, mm-hmm. and let's get you the lessons that you need, and mm-hmm. and let's let you go on the trips, and you know all of the things that that they that he wanted to do. And so innocently enough, sure. right? It's it's not that that's a bad thing again. Right. right. But the motivation was bad. Okay. And so the the desire to give these things to my son stemmed from, yes, I want you to have these things and I want you to experience these wonderful things, yep. but I need you to love me. Right. Right. Yeah. And and if if I'm giving them to you, then you'll depend on those. Mhm. And I don't know that I separated dependence on me from love for me for
0: sure right how could you so at that time you're trying to provide all of his needs Mm -hmm. and as any good mother would Mm -hmm. as any good parent would you want him to to be okay so that's the probably the narrative that's in your head yes just being a good parent doing the right thing
1: yeah and if I'm honest though and um you know full transparency if I'm being honest it was also I'm see what I'm doing that your dad isn't doing Right? Sure. And so while I may not have spoken the words yeah. that would say anything negatively yeah. about his dad, my actions were mm-hmm. saying, look at me, mm. look what I'm doing, look what I'm providing. Yeah, You need me. You yeah. need to love me. right?" And so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that. And I think even at that time in the back of my head, I knew that. Mm. Right. But yeah. I wouldn't listen to that. Sure. Because it still was all centered around, I just need this young person mm-hmm. whom I love with all. All of my heart, yeah, to love me back for sure.
0: And fear was the fuel behind that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just absolutely. kept it going. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know the the interesting thing too, though, is that you can buy someone's love and not use any money at all. And can I explain that? Yeah. So, um, I also would would do things to fix situations for him. Okay that would provide a better outcome for him okay right so okay you're telling me today that you have this project due tomorrow that Mm. you haven't even started on and it's 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock let's get started okay it's 11 o'clock you need to go to bed i'll finish the project okay right yes and then we're um you know just simple things like um you know Calling the school and asking for an extension on a project, okay. or you know, just just yeah. things like that that yeah. that don't that are innocent enough. Yeah. But I mean, it was again a way for me to say, "I'm fixing it for you. Yep. I'm doing this for you. You need me." Okay. It had
0: to be frustrating, though. There had to oh be times gosh. when you were so frustrated with that. Yes. But you pushed that aside mm-hmm. in order to make yeah. still just craving that mm-hmm. love.
1: Mm-hmm. So you would
0: do anything, basically. How would do anything. It sounds like.
1: Okay. For his love. Okay. I wouldn't do anything for anybody else, right? It was his love. Yeah. And think about, I mean, now I can look back on that and think about the dysfunction. For sure. In that relationship. Yeah.
0: You can see it clearly on this side of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because he I'm sure he wasn't appreciative and mm -mm. thankful. It was just, I mean, what was his response in those, as you continued to do
1: that? Well, I created a relationship and a situation and a whole narrative that... You don't have to be responsible because I will be. Okay, and that damaged him. Yeah, I mean, it it took away his ability um, to 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 see what he could do mm. on his own and mm-hmm. to grow and to um, and to to explore and and just expand mm-hmm. his him, himself. Sure, right and um, and I did I didn't see that sure. and. I didn't know that I was doing that, and now there's a word for that, right? It's called enabling. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And I had no idea that that's what I was doing. And yeah, talking about the frustration in that, Mm. oh my gosh, Mm. I would be so frustrated. Oh, I'm sure. And I would be like, why are you not doing this? Yeah. Well, hello, mama. You've set it up for him to not have to. Right. Right? But I didn't see that either. I was going to say, was that ever Mm -mm. the,
0: there was never any awareness of that. It was still... This is the right thing to do. Yeah. This is how he's going to love me. Yeah. Keep going in yes. this way.
1: Yes. Okay. It can't get any worse. Okay. But it does. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, don't oh, ever say yeah. those words, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I mean, like, I just never said no to him. Okay. I would put myself in debt to mm. give him what he wanted. And, um, yeah, I'm a single mom. I'm on yeah. a very limited income. Yeah. But... I lived for him as if there was nothing I couldn't give him. Okay. And and it, that was rough yeah. because it it got tight mm-hmm. and um you know it was like I'm taking from this credit card to pay this credit card and you know I just I couldn't the the cycle that was going on inside of me and the turmoil that was going on inside of me and in my head I'm screaming this is not right. Right. But I can't stop right. at this point. Okay. Where was and, God in this? God was waiting. Okay. Yeah. Quiet. Quiet. Yeah. And and not because he didn't want to be involved. Right. But because I wasn't inviting him in. Okay. And I would throw out a prayer here mm-hmm. and there. I mean, I was in church. Don't get me wrong. I was in church every Sunday. I had my son in church every oh, Sunday. Okay. Every Wednesday night. I mean yeah. we were there. Mm-hmm. The doors were open and I'm listening. Let me rephrase that. I'm hearing. Okay. I'm not listening. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so God's just there. Yeah. And He's just like, you got this. Yeah. Until you don't. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be here. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not listening to that. I'm not, I'm just seeing this cycle starting and it's an ugly cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I remember actually telling your mom at one point, I need off this Mm merry-go-round because it's making me sick. Yeah. And, but I couldn't get off. Okay. For sure, lots of people telling me how to do it, right? Oh, I bet. Lots of people praying for me. Yeah. Lots of opportunities God was giving me, okay. and I missed every one of them. Wow. So every exit
0: mm-hmm. flew right past
1: it, mm-hmm. right? Um. So you know, it, it it saying that now it makes me so sad. Yeah. You know, because I think about um, where the relationship with my son could be, even today. Yeah it it's good today but yeah. where it could be if i'd even found one of those exits if i'd listened one time if mm-hmm. i'd seen one of those opportunities and grabbed a hold of that mm-hmm. but i couldn't yeah. and and i didn't and so it's just you know it was it was taking over everything and in my head i'm screaming god do something mm-hmm. right wow but i'm not letting him right and and so it's just like why why is this happening why is he out of control why is this relationship out of control i didn't know what out of control was yet oh, man. <laughs> it was it was about to get really bad wow and and i had no idea um so shortly after he graduated from high school he joined the marine corps and he joined as a reserve he was to do um four years reserve two years active duty with the marine corps and and um, when he went away to boot camp, I was relieved. Hmm. And that was the longest separation that he and I had had. Okay. It was going to be three months. And I felt this immense relief, okay, followed immediately by immense guilt, right? Why am I relieved that my child is away from me? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. and but it was it was that i I expected that the Marine Corps would fix him, okay, you know. But nothing was fixing me because I'm still not listening. Right. And so, whatever the Marine Corps might have done for him or did do for him, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. And so, when he got out of boot camp and he came back home, um, you know, here's that, here's his still enabling mom right here waiting, Mm. you know, hoping he has changed. Right. (laughs) Hoping he's got it together. Right. Right. But I don't have it together. Yeah. Right. And so, um it was then that he started drinking, you okay. know, with um with his marine buddies and, and different things and that's when um the alcohol problem started. Mm-hmm. And um you know, the things would escalate because I didn't want a confrontation
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I didn't I didn't want Again, if I make him mad, maybe he won't like me. And and right. I'm, we're talking; he's in his tw- he's twenty now. Yeah, right. How long is this going to last for me? Oh right? man. And, but if I make him mad, he might not like me. Mm. Right. Um. So, I wouldn't. I didn't really confront the alcohol problem. I found marijuana in my house. I didn't confront mm-hmm. that. Mm. I just got rid of it. Wow. Just escalating. Yeah. Enabling. Um. Hoping. Yeah. And and again, you know, just like like calling out for God to fix him. Mm. But not realizing that a lot of the problem is me. Right. And um, you know, so again, like I said, all of this time I'm I'm still calling out, God, do something. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing some anything? And this went on for three years. It was three of the darkest years oh, I'm sure. of our lives. And I actually that's what I call them is are the dark years. And yes. any time I talk about the dark years People in my family know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, I had lost hope. Mm. There was there was no hope in this. He was out of control with his alcohol. He was out of control with um, you know the gateway drugs that we mm-hmm. call them marijuana that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean just just out of control. And for three years, I'm making excuses for him. I'm mm. bailing him out of jail when he is put in for public intox. Um, he got two DWIs wow. and. Um, you know, I'm I'm putting legal fees and all of this on credit cards. Mm. And try, because I didn't have the finances to, to, to fund his problem. Right. And um but that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was funding his problem. Right. And he, he actually made a comment to me at one point. He said and and actually in his testimony he he had said I didn't have a drinking problem. My mom did.
0: Okay. And that was... Be- Explain that. What does he mean by
1: that? Because he didn't have a problem with his drinking. He was going to drink. Oh, okay. But I had the problem with the drinking because I was paying for it. Oh, wow. He was spending his money that he was earning on his, on his alcohol and, and the drugs and the different things. I was spending my money on his legal fees and to his rent it. and his car payment and all of the things to fix it. Yeah. He didn't have a problem. Yeah. Mama did. Okay. And, and I did. Yeah. I had a big at, problem with at that. At this
0: point in those dark years, are you still feeling like it's loving him? hmm Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm loving him. Okay. I am protecting him because if he gets caught, he's going to lose the Marine Corps. It's a dishonorable discharge for gotcha. him. Okay. And I can't let that happen for him. He's got to have a future. Okay. Right? I'm protecting his future. Okay. Um, I've got to keep him out of prison because, I mean... That's horrible, right? Yeah. Who wants to hire, a, you know, a, a convicted mm. a DUI or whatever it happened yeah. to be, right? So I'm protecting his future. Right. I am, I am being the loving mom, okay, and protecting him. Wow. And all this time, I'm creating a, a space for him to self destruct. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Sure, you know. So, in March, three years, three years into this, that it was, it was in March. And I remember just breaking completely, mm. because I knew that if something didn't happen, my child was going to die. Mm-hmm. He was going to kill himself yeah. in a you know, drunk wreck, mm. or he was going to kill someone else mm. by drinking and driving. So scary. So, yeah, terrified. And there were moments throughout that three years where I didn't know where he was for some days, wow. and had no idea. Is he alive? Is he not alive? I can't find him.
0: My goodness, you know? I can't imagine in your state mm-hmm. how that no, how that had to.
1: <laughs> no, it's not wreck a. You. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a place I want anybody to go no. to. I mean, it is the darkest place for a mom. Yeah, to be because when you feel like you're the one in
0: control and you have completely mm-hmm. lost control, then what hope is there?
1: Exactly. Exactly. I've lost control. Yeah. He's out of control. Right. I can't fix this. Yeah. And no matter how hard I try, the more I try. The worse it gets, right? And so it just, it, hopelessness. Yeah. And I was broken. Totally. I was at the bottom, you know, and I know the cliche and people hear it, but I found the rock mm. when I hit the bottom. Wow, And yes. because in that moment, yep. sitting on my bed, I'm like, just railing yep. against God. It's like, I've been this good Christian girl. Mm -hmm. I have been in church every Sunday. I brought him to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm even throwing scripture at him, you know, scripture like Proverbs, you know, twenty two, where it's like train up a child. Mm -hmm. I trained him. Look what he's what he's doing. You know, where are you in this? Yes, Um, you know. Proverbs three, I, I like the proverbs. <laughs> the proverbs three, where it's like trust not in your own, you know, lean not in your own understanding. In yeah. all your ways, to acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Yeah, this is not the path I would have chosen. Yeah, yeah. so where are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are those promises? Exactly, you know. And and all things work together. Romans, all yeah. things work together. Um, it's not working together here, God. So one of us is out of line here, right? right? And and. And that was the thing. I mean, like, I was just like throwing all of these things at him, accusing him. Like, and he's, you know, and and now I can look back and say he was just sitting there waiting, right? Yeah. This was nothing that he had done. Right. He was not in any of this. Wow. This was me. That's profound. Yeah. Nothing he had done because he
0: wasn't involved in it. He wasn't
1: involved. I had said, I've got this. And he said, okay. Mm. And so it was, this was not God that was doing this. Wow and but i was expecting like i said him to come alongside Mm -hmm. the plans i had for joshua Mm. you know and it's it's not the plans i have it's the plans he has Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. right yes and so when i finally spent those tears i mean like gut-wrenching heartbreaking sobbing just crying out to god and not expecting to hear anything Mm. i heard him Mm. and it was the most Mm -hmm. incredible thing because what he spoke changed everything <laughs> he said why does joshua need me when he has you wow and as a mom i didn't i was like what do you mean wow, of, of course I he say. has to have me what are you talking about oh my goodness and what i realized in that moment is i was being joshua's savior mm. instead of pointing him to the savior <laughs> and that changed everything
0: One sentence from the Lord. One sentence
1: from the Lord. When I got quiet enough to listen. Right. And when I actually invited Him into that brokenness, He changed everything.
0: And when you realize that it was broken, I feel like that's a huge part of that story. Because like, you didn't even, like all these years you're saying, I didn't even realize it was Mm -hmm. broken. That this was a really sick cycle that I was
1: stuck Mm -hmm. in. I knew it was a cycle I didn't like. Sure. But I didn't understand that it was a cycle I was creating. Right. And that it was broken. Yes. So So that
0: realization, mm -hmm. your confession and repentance, mm -hmm. and the Lord intervening. And the Lord intervened. Of course, changed it all.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it it absolutely changed everything. Here for three years, I've been crying out, God, do something. Mm. And in every situation where He might have, I stepped in between and I fixed it. Wow. And so God, you know, Joshua didn't have to look to God mm. for those for that salvation because mama was that salvation. Right. And I mean, it just it was so clear in that moment. Yeah. Because it was like God just lifted the veil and I could look at all of those moments. Yeah. Even in my brokenness. Yeah. We're not fixed yet, right? right. We're not right. this isn't good yet. Yep. We're we're in the middle of ugly gooey. Yeah. But in that moment the veil was lifted and I could see all of those things. Wow. Through the eye, through a lens that God want, had always wanted me to look through, and it was one that says, "You have to get out of the way mm. because you can trust me." Mm. And I didn't trust him. Mm. I didn't trust his love. Yeah, I didn't trust that he would love Joshua as much as I did. Sure. I mean, I knew it. Yeah, but I didn't trust it. Right. I didn't trust him to love my son as much as I did. And, um, you know, so, and I was thinking, like, I, I mean, and that's what he said. Do you trust me? yeah mm. but you might let him get hurt. Mm-hmm. Is he not hurting now? Mm. right and and I was like, okay, um so all of those things, you know, just this conversation with God and just opening my eyes with it and it and it was like, so do I surrender him? Mm. or do I continue to hold on? Wow, to this and i made him I made a a decision in that moment that I was gonna surrender him, okay, just you know, Lord, he's yours, yeah because this this is ugly, yeah, I know I've helped create it, mm, mm-hmm. I know there's nothing I can do to fix it, yeah, so I need you to step in, right, and as I was praying, um the the next few days, there was a sense of peace mm-hmm. that just kind of came over, and um. You know, things would pop up that would disrupt that peace. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord,
0: mm-hmm. where are you at? You okay. know, and so you'd immediately run to Him,
1: yes, the Lord, yes. instead of saying, I can fix it, yes, okay. It's like, okay, what's what's so happening? That was changing. Here? changing that was changing. Okay, so that's where my journey started yeah, changing for sure. And um, and I remember reading, I was I was reading one day. It was it was in the evening, and I had my lamp on, and there was just a shadow that covered the lamp. For a moment, I don't even know what that shadow was, but it mm-hmm. caused a shadow over what I was reading, and I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And that image just spoke to me in a way that God is the light. I was the shadow mm. between the light and Joshua. Wow! And I was in between that light, and so so all Joshua saw was a shadow of who God was, instead of. God Mm. as the light. Mm. And so that just kept reinforcing some little things that God is teaching me through this journey. Yes. That you got to get out of the way. Right. You got to surrender. I love him. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to do anything to him that's going to harm him overall. Right. 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 Because I'm concerned for his soul. Mama was concerned for his earthly well being. Right. Yes, I wanted his soul to be, I mean, I was crying out for God to save his soul. Get him out of this. But my main concern was keeping him okay here. Yeah, keeping him okay right now. Yeah, his physical. His physical.
0: And I love that. Just for a minute, when you're talking about that analogy that you just felt was from the Lord, Mm -hmm. like he didn't waste a minute. Once you invited him in, to immediately do Mm -hmm. what you'd been asking him to do in walking with you in every step. Like he immediately became that companion. Yeah, when you recognized in your brokenness. Mm -hmm. And it was like he—he's like, okay, I'm—I'm with you in this, and we're going to do this together, and I'm going to heal you in it. Yes.
1: And that was the biggest thing because I started realizing how much my brokenness affected my child. Sure. You know, I mean, it was it. it, When God gives you this precious baby, yeah, you know, they're perfect in Mm -hmm. all ways, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that children are going to be children, and children, you know, they're we're in a broken world, and they're going to experience their own brokenness. But I had put, I had like trans or, you know, transitioned all mm-hmm. of that onto him. Yeah. Because of my own fear that I would never, that I wouldn't deal with. Sure. And, and I didn't acknowledge it because if I didn't acknowledge it, it wasn't there. Mm. And that was a lot of those same, you know, the lack of confrontation. Yeah. For the drugs and the alcohol yeah. and all of that. It's like, if I don't acknowledge it, right. it's just not there. Denial. Yeah. Denial. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and I remember at, at one point when, um, in the next, like I said, in the next few days, that fear kept creeping up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like God just yeah, took it, didn't it away. Go away. Right. Yeah, I mean, but but it was in that that He would allow me to turn to Him, mm. and that's what I did. Mm. And so, um, at one point, I remember just praying for for Joshua. And God again asked me, "Do you trust me?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, yeah, of course I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, I surrendered him. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> of course yeah. I trust you." And um, I just remember having a sense or ha- hearing him say it's going to get worse before it gets better. Wow. Now, what kind of mom wants to hear that?
0: yet. nobody. That's exactly what you were afraid of. I'm sure. (laughs) Exactly.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah,
0: the one fear that you did not want Mm -hmm. to happen is what he was preparing you for. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And that was the thing is he was preparing me, right? So that I, when it happened, I could see it. Yeah. And, um, so I'd already told you like he had had two DUIs and and all of this. So that was in March that this this transformation in me started mm-hmm. happening the transformation in Joshua hadn't started yet sure. right but it had started for me and um, in September so 6 months in September DUI number 3 mm. and one week later on my birthday mm. DUI number 4 which wow. is a felony oh my goodness oh yeah. my goodness and he had called me on my birthday and he was like mom I'm gonna come see you uh, no, and I could tell, you know, I, yeah. I, I just could hear it. It's yeah. like, no, 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 you don't need to be driving. Let me come to you. Okay. And at this point, he was living in, in um, central Arkansas, uh, the River Valley. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, let me come to you. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 I'm already on my way. I'm going to come see you. And mm. so I was like, okay. And I mean, there was nothing I could do. Sure. I couldn't stop him. Right. I mean, he's in a car on yeah. his way. There's nothing I could do to stop him. And so I just hung up and started praying. Yeah, That was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it should have only taken him about an hour and a half to get to my house. Mm. 10 o'clock that night, again, oh, I don't know where my, my child goodness. is. Oh, my goodness. And so I start calling all of the police stations yeah. and all of the sheriff's offices between here and where he lives. I called all of the hospitals. Mm. Nobody had him. Nobody knew him. There was nobody... Um, you know, he hadn't been picked up. He hadn't been brought in to a hospital. Nobody had anybody by that name. I had, I had no idea. You know, so I reached out to your mom as mm-hmm. a prayer warrior, and mm-hmm. I reached out to God. Yeah. And I was just like, "This is the bad. Yeah. This is the worst. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he is, but you do. Mm. And so the next morning, I call. I it was a Monday, and I took the day off, and I drove i forty nine. And I forty, stopping and looking in ravines oh, to try to find my child. Mm. Hoping I would find him and hoping I wouldn't. Mm. Because if I found him like that, he would be dead. Wow. But I kept holding on to the promises, like you said, it would get worse yep. before it got better. Right. So I'm waiting on the better. Yeah. Right. And so, um, about three o'clock that afternoon, so twenty four hours later, wow. I've he's in he's in jail. And that's when I find out it's it's DUI number four. It's a felony charge. Um, he's gonna he's gonna go to jail. Yeah, I mean like prison. This is a felony. Mm. And so um, he it requires bail because and this time it's like real bail. It's not like yeah. going down and paying his fines and getting right. him out of jail. This is real bail. And um, so he asked me to come tell me when his bail hearing was. And so I'm driving down on the day of his bail hearing. I'm like, okay, so this credit card is maxed out. I got it, mm-hmm. but if I get this one, I think I've got enough credit that I could get another one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much it'll be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And all of a sudden that that sentence or that question, why does Joshua need me when he mm-hmm. has you? Mm-hmm. And so one of the hardest prayers I prayed, I prayed that day and I was, I prayed that God would take it out of my hands. Wow. And if it was better for Joshua to stay in jail, If that's where he could find God, keep him there. Wow. And I had never prayed that.
0: I was gonna say the ultimate of letting him go. Surrender. Yes.
1: Surrender. Like, okay, God, he's yours. Yes. I I can't do this. Right. If I do this, then I'm just gonna enable another. Yes. You know, this to go on further. Right. He was mad at me. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, He was he was pretty he was pretty upset with mom. Why didn't you bail me out? Yeah. His Savior had not shown up this time. Exactly. His Savior failed him. Mm. His Savior had always failed him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Right. Um, so yeah, and and I just, I, I, I'm sorry, mm. but I can't fix this one. Wow. So eight days later, he made bail, and he came home. Um, and two days after that, I get a phone call from my mom, and they're taking him to the hospital because, um, again, this is divine intervention. He was supposed to go to um, to boot, to Marine Corps. He was supposed to check in for his, his weekend in the Marine Corps, and he, he needed a ride, right, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a license or anything now. And his buddy, who he was gonna ride with, shows up two hours early and stops him from committing suicide.
0: Two oh, hours early.
1: 20%. Prompting. This wasn't a Christian buddy, mm. but prompted yes. to go early. Yes. And and stopped him from shooting himself. Oh, my goodness. It gets worse before it gets better. Right. And so, again, this is one of those worst. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how much worse right. it can get. Right. I don't know how much more I can take sure. and continue this baby found trust. Right. Right. So, <laughs> some hard lessons right is off the bat. Some hard lessons. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom right off the bat. So he ends up in um, the behavioral health unit in the hospital mm-hmm. for, for several days just you know, to watch watch him and that kind of thing. And when I got to the hospital, the words that I'd feared the most I heard that day, get her out of here. I never want to see her. Oh, my
0: goodness. Mm. It's
1: going to get worse before it gets better. surrender
0: it's the thing that you have feared the entire entire, his entire entire life life. his
1: entire life yeah
0: God walked you through it yeah that yeah
1: and I mean I'm not saying it didn't hurt I was crushed oh I was crushed for sure sure. because everything I had tried to do yeah still ended up with the fear that I had been trying to avoid my entire his entire life yeah culminating into that moment yeah and just being like okay Mm. I I still have to surrender this. I don't like this. I am not liking this in in any way. Mm-hmm. This is still not the path I would have chosen. Of course, but I'm still gonna trust you mm. in this. So he um, he could get out of the behavioral health unit if he signed up for some sort of a rehabilitation program. Mm-hmm. You know, like Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. AA, whatever, any of those things. But the doctor in the rehabilitation center had told us about this program in Little Rock called Nehemiah House. It's a faith-based residential facility, nine months. Hmm. And um, they had a really high success rate. And um, it was very strict. I mean, just all of the things, but it was also in high demand. And so it was unlikely that we would get him in well he had said, Well mom, I'll just do I'll just do AA here mm-hmm. um, in Fayetteville. And I was like, If you think I'm gonna drop you off at mm-hmm. an AA right off Dixon Street, mm-hmm. where all of this alcohol and stuff is, you've lost your mind. Right. <laughs> so right. I mean, so at this point I'm starting to make a stand yeah. and I'm starting to say, No, that's yeah. not what's best for you. Okay. And so I started praying. So he got out of the hospital on a Tuesday. We had an appointment at Nehemiah house on Friday mm. they kept him. <laughs> of God course. worked it out. Of course he did. I mean God worked it out. <laughs> and it was just it was just watching this. I mean, at that moment I started watching, it was almost like, you know, where you read in the Bible of the Exodus yes. all of the things that God had to do to get them out of yep. Egypt. Yeah. And you and you see it on this side of yeah. it. I was seeing it. I was witnessing it in your
0: personal life, which is when the Bible becomes real.
1: Real. (laughs) Okay, this God that did this for Israel, He does it for us. (laughs) He did it for me. Okay, yeah, they wandered in the wilderness for forty years. Right. I wandered in it for three. Right. Really dark years. Yeah. And so, um, took him down there, you know, and he's just like, I don't want to stay here. Mm -hmm. This is—it's in a shady part of Little Rock, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm so. I didn't want to leave him there either. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know. And my parents had gone with us and my mom, you know, he was in the back seat with my mom and he was like he was like, Nanny, don't make don't let her leave mm. me here. I don't wanna stay here. Oh my. You know. Breaking my mom's heart. For but sure. she knew it was the right thing too. I mean, we right. all knew this was the right thing for him. Yes. And of course he's he's drunk when we're taking him down there. Mm. And um so he's He's sitting here listening to this man at the knee of my house, and the guy tells him, you'll not see any bars on the windows. We don't lock the doors. Hmm. But if you walk out of them, you can't walk back in them. It's very strict. Yeah. And so, you know, (laughs) and my son has this smirk. That he has. <laughs> sometimes it's really cute and sometimes it's really not. And in this moment, that smirk showed up and it was not cute. Oh,
0: scary, I'm sure.
1: Yes, but it made me angry. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, I had an anger toward my son yeah. that allowed me to say no mm. in a very firm way that he believed. Yeah. Because when he did that, it was kind of like him saying, well, I can leave. Yeah. Right? You can't stop me. You can't make me stay here. And in that moment, the words I said to him were, "Where are you going to go? Hmm. Because you can't come home."
0: Wow. That's not something I would say to him. I was going to say you probably never could imagine yourself never saying that. Could ever. have said
1: that. And it was only because I knew in my heart. One, I was angry, but two, I knew in my heart. That I had already surrendered him and that there was an, anything that I could do. That yeah. if he walked out yeah. of that place, I had to trust that God was going to walk him into something else. Wow. So that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this facility would not allow him to have any outside contact because the whole point is to break those yeah. unhabit, un, unhealthy relationships. For sure. One of those unhealthy relationships was with me. Mm. And so he could write me a letter. Okay. He could receive a letter, but I couldn't have any contact with him Mm -hmm. for at least sixty days. Mm. And so, the letters I got were not happy letters; Mm. they were very angry Mm -hmm. letters, sure, um, filled with "I need you to get me out of here," or "I need you to fix this," or "I need you to get me an attorney," or "I need you to do." I need you. Yeah. And I, you know, that in writing then was like, wow, just one more thing that God was showing me, right? He needs you, right? Why does he need me when he needs you? And so it was, you know, just all of these little things that God is still working on me, and I'm still, I'm still trying to heal, and I'm still trying to, to come to grips with this. But I started noticing that the letter started changing, mm-hmm. and I had that that little glimmer of hope mm-hmm. because I still don't have hope yet, mm-hmm. right? I'm still very. Un, you know, still in this new trust. Is it gonna work out right? Are you sure. gonna are you gonna take care of him, you know, fix him? Are you gonna take care of him the way I would? Well, how did that work out? That didn't work out, yeah, <laughs> you know. going all of back, these, that history. Going back yeah, yeah, going back and forth with that. But then the so I had that little glimmer of hope. It just kind of started sparking in there, you know. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that was right around Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, he had made such progress. So so he was ended up in Nehemiah House October the twelfth thanksgiving they allowed me to come see him so they he had made such progress Mm. that they they allowed me to come see him for one hour for thanksgiving even though it was supposed to be 60 days Mm. so i went down there and for the first time in three and a half years my son laughed
0: Mm. a
1: genuine Mm. laugh that was joyous Mm. wasn't snarky it wasn't you know Beer induced. It was a genuine laugh, and we had a conversation for the first time in three and a half years. Oh my! And the biggest part of that conversation was again him telling me what I needed to do to fix things, right? Um, So, Mom, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need an attorney. I'm gonna need you to call this place and that place and this other place, and and I just said, Joshua, I can't do that. Mm. And I shared with him what God had said to me. Why does Joshua need me Mm -hmm. when he has you? And I said, "So I've got to stop. I've got to step out. I'm yeah. I'm stepping out of the way." And I said, "I've fixed things all your life, mm. and I I can't do that anymore." And he got this kind of just pondering look on his face, like he was thinking. Mm. And his next words to me, again, one of those changed my life moments where I never asked you to fix anything, but I became dependent on you to do it.
0: So profound. Yeah.
1: And I was just like, Yeah. Yeah. You never asked me to fix them. Mm-hmm. I needed to. Right. Because I needed you to love me. Right. And so I never even gave him the chance to love me exactly. for me. Yeah. Or to love me because I'm his mom right. or to express that love in any healthy way. Never gave him a chance. No. I because I had to fix I had to make sure I had to control the situation. Yeah. Right and, from the beginning. Wow. Yeah. So he recognized it. He recognized it. At that it. point. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was enough into, I mean, and again, that doesn't sound like a long time of sobriety. That was only like six weeks of sobriety. Yeah. But he was enough in, into this faith-based, um, that God was starting to get mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. in this, that he could start recognizing that too. That's for sure. And so that was in November and on January 27th. I saw the miracle happen. I saw the better. Wow! Because on January 27th, on a Sunday, he had invited me down to go to church with him. And that was the first moment that I'd ever seen him stand with arms raised <laughs> in praise to the Savior, his Savior. His Savior. Uh, yeah, not to me. <laughs> the one who can the actually one, save yes, him. Yes, <laughs> the one who could actually save oh, him. Wow. Standing, tears rolling down his eyes, hands lifted, <laughs> praising God. And the one thing I remember about that is the song that was playing, and it was Chris Tomlin. And I only remember the chorus of it was, um, Into the darkness you shine, and out of the ashes we rise. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know anything else that happened that sure during that service. Yeah, I witnessed. Yeah. My son's a deliverance. Absolutely. Yeah. I witnessed my son recognizing who his savior really was. That's Teresa. And that was everything. <laughs> that was the better. Right? For sure. That was the better. That was the best. The best. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, and then of course that night he was baptized. <laughs> and I mean, just six months earlier, mm. I had no hope. Of course. You know, well, actually, 10 months earlier, I had no hope because that was in March yeah. when I just like threw it out there all to God and yeah. just was like, I was shattered into a million pieces over this. Mm. And 10 months later, God put it all back together. Oh, my. And you know that wasn't the end of the things that Joshua was going to have to walk through. Sure. He still had all of his legal issues to sure. walk through. But I watched God work through every... One of those things i mean he just you know he he transformed joshua and i watched i watched him break every chain of addiction i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like um i mean joshua understands that he can never touch it again right he understands that he has that there is the addiction Mm -hmm. but i watched god break that chain Mm. And deliver him. And when I say deliver, I mean deliver mm-hmm. him from it. Mm-hmm. He has no desire for it. Wow. God even took the desire for it away. My goodness. And so broke every chain of addiction and then started moving every mountain <laughs> for with his legal issues and all of that oh. that restored the years yeah. that my fear yeah. had taken from him. Wow. And, and in that restoration, oh. he, he, you know, I mean... He restored my relationship with him yep. into a right relationship with right. him. And I mean him the father. Yeah. He restored my relationship with him into one that was that was right and healthy. Yeah. He restored my relationship with my son into one that was right and healthy. But he restored my son, yeah, into a relationship with with God, with him, with himself. Yes. That was right and healthy. <laughs> and it was the most incredible thing. I mean just it was amazing. Yes. And it was
0: God. All the desires of your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like it says, God's word says that He will give us the desires of our heart. Well, your desire was for this. Yes. You just thought you could perform it, that you could do it somehow. Yeah. But when you got out of the way, he did it. He did it. I mean, in a relatively short time. I know it didn't feel short to yeah. you, but when you look back on that, it's, it's like
1: ten months. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like three and a half years, and you did this in ten months. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Just next time, just pound me over the head, right? Just, yes. just shake me and get my attention. Right. And, and, and I realize now that he really kind of was. Right. He was shaking me. Sure. He was shaking the very foundation Absolutely. of everything I believed about him. Absolutely. And everything that I believed about relationship. Yeah. He shook that. Which is his grace. Mm-hmm.
0: Because thank you, God, that you yeah. know now and you have yeah. that freedom. Yeah. Now. Yeah. To enjoy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because like I said at the very beginning, I didn't have freedom in my religion, but now I have freedom in God. Right. It's not a religion.
0: Amen. It's a relationship. Amen.
1: I have that freedom with him. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing. And so fast forward like two years from that, and I'm in the hospital Mm. with my son and my daughter-in-love and my new grandbaby are sleeping peacefully Mm. and my son and I are just having this just not a deep conversation we're just having a conversation and all of a sudden he just stops and he's looking at his wife and his child and he looks at me with just this wonder on his face (laughs) and he says mom This is God answering a prayer I didn't even know how to pray for. I'm just like blown away by that truth. For sure. sure. And so it's just, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. It's been messy. It's been full of, of just torment. Yeah. Deep, deep destruction and despair. Yeah. And the highest of highs when you feel when you realize the love that God has, yeah. and it's okay to surrender mm-hmm. our children to Him because mm-hmm. He's trustworthy. Absolutely, So it's pretty cool. Oh, it's
0: remarkable. <laughs> yeah, and your transparency is so um, <clears throat> beautiful. I mean, I know that it was probably very hard for you to be transparent if you were ever at all, before yeah, you came yeah. to that repentance. Yeah. But like when you see it for what it is, and you can call it what it is, mm-hmm. and God does what He does, yeah. like it's just, this is my story. This yeah. is what it was. So thank you for that, because you're owning up to a lot, and you're just saying, this is the mess that it was. Yeah. And I just know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that is going to, um, man, it has blessed my heart, and I know it's going to bless so many people. Um, and hopefully... Wake them up before they get to the really bad.
1: Yeah, wake wake up before you go through the dark. I mean, I just I think of all of the times that God tried to intervene, mm-hmm. and I just I just missed it mm-hmm. because I was so focused on. I, I think about you know when when Jesus comes walking on the water, and there are waves. Right, mm-hmm. they're in the boat. There are waves, and and Peter says, "If, he, if it's you, bid me to come." And he mm-hmm. he steps out and he walks. Right, yeah. he walks on the water. There are still waves. Yeah, and um, he's in, they're in a storm. But Je- but Peter had his eyes on Jesus, and he walked on the water. Right, I had my eyes on the storm, and I yeah. was sinking. Yeah, I couldn't see Jesus in it. But I wasn't looking for Him. Right. I was looking at the storm mm-hmm. and the waves and all of the problems. Yeah. And I would fix this one, and it would cause this. And I would do, I'd do, I take care of that, and this would happen. And yeah. it was just like I was constantly putting out fires that, that I was basically starting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not letting God be God.
0: Yeah. Man, so, so powerful. Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap up today with you just telling me Us out of this whole thing, I know it's hard to (laughs) put it in one word, but you know, in that or in one phrase, but in that season, and all that you've learned, what is the one thing that you know?
1: The one thing I know is that God is trustworthy and that His love is unconditional. And my greatest treasure, He took care of it, you know, He took care of my son. My son was my greatest treasure, and I want to. Um, just read this scripture. It's 1 John 4, 18 and 19. It says, There is no fear in love. Mm. but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. That's where I was living. Yeah. I didn't understand that perfect love. Yeah. I was tormented. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Mm. So this one thing that I absolutely know is that God's love is perfect. Yeah. God loves perfectly. Yes. And God loves unconditionally and we can trust Him. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm. Thank you for having me and letting me share it. I mean it's 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 hard as a mom, you know, to sometimes separate for sure. That out. But it's hard
0: for every one of us yeah. on different levels. So this is and it's gonna speak on every level. Yeah. You're all so good.
1: <laughs> If you'd like to know more about the Greek family or other ministries of Vertical Community Church, visit verticalnwa.org.